What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Flames fans, it's time for Flames Unfiltered, your spot for Calgary Flames Hockey Talk. Saturday night, the Flames get booed off the ice at the end of the game. Sadly, they had it coming. But man, what does four days do to the standings and the change of attitude in Calgary? Good evening and welcome to another edition of Flames Unfiltered, hosted by Kyle Lewis and Brad Brood. We are here on a Thursday, Flames Day Off. Then get back at it tomorrow night. Kyle, it's been a damn roller coaster, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, funny how much can change in such a short amount of time, as you said. Uh, I'm not entirely sure where my head's at with the whole thing, but uh, we'll I don't, as we go along. I don't even know where my head's at, to be honest with you, because... Saturday night, I, I wrote it off, and you had been struggling with flames and negativity, and I was being Mr. Positive Guy the two weeks previous. Saturday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, kind of hit a brick wall with this team. And I well, just they completely face planted. I mean, I was so angry. I was yeah. so angry. I, 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 was, I, was, I was just frustrated with this team. And, um, I don't know. And I was angry. It's the stuff I was reading in social media. I was angry at what I was watching on the ice. I was angry at pretty dang, pretty much everything, but I wrote them off, man. I wrote them off Saturday night. And then I don't know. Monday came and things are different. And we're going to talk about that in the show today because it is much, much different. So I, I don't know. It's been a goofy ass week. It, it's been a goofy week in my life. It's been a goofy week for the Flames. I, I, I need to catch a break. And you know what? The Flames have in the last couple of days caught some breaks. And I don't know. It's just been a weird week. Well, none bigger than the one in the last game, right? With that offside call. That's the biggest break they've had all season long in, in my mind. Now, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I had been, as you said, much more negative. Uh, for a variety of reasons in believing that this season was essentially done. I still mostly feel that way because they're still not in a playoff spot. Now Winnipeg's free falling, but no. still not in a playoff spot. And if they lose, maybe say against the ducks tomorrow night, that's two points you cannot lose. Right. So, well, um, we're yeah. going to talk about that. Like, I mean, we could be happy as hell right now, but at least it's interesting. At least 60, it's interesting. 60 like, I know we, we mentioned at the outset before we started recording tonight, we were of the mind at one point we may be talking about tanking and there was lots of tank commander memes on Twitter and all kinds of hilarious things. I don't think that was ever necessarily realistic because this team was always going to push till the last couple weeks of the season, at least and maybe make the playoffs. Um, so, but I think this puts that talk to bed because even if they miss, they're going to be like middle of the back. I, I think that is to bed. I never really wanted that anyways. Cause I didn't, I didn't really know how this team was going to, 
pull, pull that off with <laughs> well i you know what i mean that sounds crazy even though they were playing like they well, they're were too well equipped to lose they're not as bad as they've been playing obviously we all know that so no. it was never realistic to expect that they were going to free fall because they are too good of a hockey team to to be that bad kyle do you remember so do you remember a year where your emotions were so with this team were so high and so low i don't i don't remember a year where I felt like we were the best team in the league and at the same time months later felt like we were the worst team in the league. Because at the eight-game mark of the season, I thought we were the best team in the league. Well, it sure seemed that way. We were up there. Right? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Usually it's been pretty clear. There was one season a few years ago where they rattled off like 10 straight wins um, and that was a bit of a, a swing. Now, that was much earlier in the season, mind you. Um so otherwise, no. Either the team has been really, really good, um, other or really, really bad, or as we've seen most times with this with this team, just middling, right? Yeah. I don't know. Hope is still there. I'm I'm being cautiously smart about my emotions right at the moment here with the team, but uh, but hell, it's way better than than Saturday night. Let's 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 get that straight. But big show today. Oh, yeah. We're gonna talk four game recap. Two at home that were losses, two on the road that were wins. Figure that one out. And then we'll dive into some Flames deadline talk, talk about the moves, our, get our take on what we think of the moves and the players. Um, is there hope? Kyle and I will discuss that. Uh, mathematically, there's hope. And uh, the way things are trending leads me to believe there's hope. Hell, I don't know what happens, but Kyle and I will break that down. And then we'll wrap with a preview of three games ahead. Two at home, one on the road. All three very winnable games. And... Uh, do you dare say must win in the situation that this team is in? It's time for another episode of Flames Unfiltered. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, Kyle, we're going to rewind the clock to a, a week ago today when uh, Toronto came to the Saddle Dome. And I don't remember a hell of a lot about this game other than I was pretty frustrated after it. Um, Markstrom gets... It's always us. frustrating when Toronto's in, in town. It's always frustrating because the building belongs to Leafs fans and it's embarrassing and it's infuriating. Um, but that, the, the one thing that stands up with that game was Jacob Markstrom. That was, he was excellent in that game. He was really, really good at, in, in this game. and I, And all in all... I remember it being a solid effort for the team, just an effort that didn't reward us with goals. Yeah. I mean, yeah, essentially. I, shots, we, we actually got outshot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, 2-1 was the final. I think, you know, I guess problems creating offense sticks in my head from this game. And, and, and all the damn Leafs fans in the saddle don't stick in my head. I, do you think that'll ever change? No, never. How many Never, generations ever, ever. do we have to go, though, Kyle, where this gets bred out of the system? For Leafs fans? Okay. okay. 
the reason that the Leafs have and the Habs have so many fans in Western Canada is because they're the two original Canadian teams, right? Well, it's not just that; it's that the fans travel to go see them play anywhere they can, right? Um, I think that, I think that's a big part of it too. But I, I like that fan base is so delusional and so passionate, you know, to their credit that they'll continue to travel anywhere they need to. So, regardless of how many actually live in the in the West, I think a lot of them will still go to the games. Yeah. Doesn't it mean like it's ever going to stop? And I wish like hell it would because they are just the most obnoxious fans in pro sports in my mind, based on my own experience being in the side alone when the Leafs are in town, for example. New York uh, Rangers are up there too. I've had bad really? experiences. Yes, Rangers fans suck. Um, I was at a Rangers game probably. Oh man, time goes fast. Probably six, seven years ago now. I had decent seats, kind of behind the bench. Uh, it was Philly against the Rangers. I, I hmm. could have given two shits less who who won. New York fans absolutely piss me off because they don't show up for the beginning of the game. They sit in the bar and drink. Yeah. And nobody's sitting in their seats until the 13-minute mark of the first period. And then I had a little kid sitting next to me who I didn't know. It was, uh, it was a father and a son. And he had a Flyers jersey on. Neither one were cheering stupidly or wildly or anything at all. And people, New York Rangers fans, were throwing stuff at a little eight-year-old kid. Oh, that's atrocious. And I just thought, you know, I know that's not a representation of all the New York fans. I'm not stupid. But, you know, mm-hmm. just to see stuff like that, it's like, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I just felt horrible for the kid, and I felt horrible for, horrible for the dad because he was put in a difficult situation, and I thought, you know, this is stupid. This is stupid. But yeah. thank goodness Calgary fans, I've never seen that in Calgary. Um, and you know what? I'm going to throw a bone to the Oilers fans. I've never seen it in my games that I've been to in Edmonton. Uh, I just talked about that whole situation with Majipani and Backlund in the elevator, the hotel. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, you know, like it's every fan base has that. Every single one of them. Just sometimes it's it depends on your own experience, uh, what city you're in, the opponent. I mean, all kinds of things. But I actually, I actually had a really good experience at Edmonton one time. Uh, had had tickets, sat next to these two guys, younger guy. They're about the same age as me, probably. They'll be a little bit younger than me. Um. They they're like you got to be kidding me. We are sitting next to a Flames fan. He's like these are season tickets. I had I had purchased them through a, a broker and uh, they were good seats. And these guys are pretty cool. And um, by the end of the game, we were buying each other beers, and we ended up going out for beers after the game too. And uh, yeah. it, you know it, it was it was good banter back and forth. So there, there's good there's good fans. There's good fans. The, the best fans I ever met were in Columbus, Ohio. Really. No. Oh yeah, we walked out of the arena. We had our flame jerseys on. The Flames had beaten Columbus three nothing. This is back in uh, 2019, and three guys behind us hollered at us like, "Hey, good game!" And I, I thought they were being sarcastic, so I turned around and said, "Thanks." And they said, "You know, what are you guys doing now?" It's like, "Well, we're going to go find a bar." It's like, "Well, tag along with us." We didn't buy a drink the entire night. Neither team three no, three nothing, and you know they we went four or five different bars. Like they're unbelievable. That's cool though. That's what hockey's should be. I mean, like yeah, especially yeah. I want, you know, like I have a couple of friends that are Edmonton Oilers fans. I have a few friends that are, Van- I'm probably more than I should, that are Vancouver Canucks fans. <laughs> um, but like, that's what's fun though about sports is that banter back and forth. It, it, it It's, that's what's big sports fun. So I don't know. Well, I guess it's time to talk about the Saturday night's game. Oh, Minnesota comes to town. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get a beer. You can handle this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, uh, why do I got to do all the damn dirty work, Kyle? Damn it. 
Oh. Yeah. No, there's, they, there's nothing dirtier than that. They, that the team absolutely deserved to be booed for that. That was pathetic. And they were. They were booed. Yeah, those, those, those are the games that make me wonder if we actually do have a chance to make the playoffs because the fact they could even show up for like that or rather not show up is very concerning. Do you... You know, sometimes teams need uh, moments, right? Reality moments, right? And... I felt like that night was a reality moment when when I when I see I believe it was Zadorov behind the net with a puck fitting it was Zadorov. Man, you rip you rip on him a lot lately, and well deserved. But <sighs> he's, laugh. he's pissing me off lately. Hannafin's right; yeah. they're holding hands next to each other. Pissing <laughs> me off. Um, but of the top of Brad's shit list. Yeah, they are. They're right up there. Uh, I just I, when that when I heard the boos start coming, I would was happy to be honest with you because they, they were well deserved and even daryl sutter said i'd boo too he did yeah. go on to say they weren't booing the team they were booing the players which i thought was yeah. funny because it meaning that there is some players that are working their ass off and there's a lot that aren't and i thought that was yeah. interesting but and, and you know what quite honestly truthful um i don't know the game was well. A- it shows it shows engagement from the fans too right and, and you know with all due respect to this fan base and being a part of it there's times you don't see enough engagement maybe no. on their part. Um, and, and a great example is how many Leafs fans are able to snap up tickets for those games, right? Um, Good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's different ways of looking at it. But, um, no, like you said, well-deserved. Well they had every right to boo, and, and uh, that could be one of the games that comes back and, and haunts them in a few weeks' time. What's What sucked that night is I thought we wasted a good Markstrom performance. I thought he was really good. I, I yeah, thought well, he was he's, fine. He's, he has been you know, much, much better lately. He looks better. Um, yeah, he's, uh, I, I, I said previously, I didn't see him turning around this year and there's a lot of different. I didn't you know, speculations either. Why. Yeah. I bet, you know, we both agreed that he was too good to not rebound to some extent, but now's the time to do it. I mean, but he's gotta, he's gotta stay on this heater for sure. Otherwise the playoffs aren't happening. Uh, Gustafson was very good that night. I, I, yeah. we, we definitely got, we got 31 shots, uh, but boy, was it just like a listless performance yeah. by the Flames. I thought Hannafin and Zadora were a freaking train wreck out there. Kadri was frustrating me miserably that night also. And I'm probably forgetting a couple now. But you know what? Enough of that. Let's talk positives. As I was at an all-time low, and I, I, we talked about it over the weekend and touched base a little bit previous to the show on this. But on Monday when, we, when they were playing Dallas, uh, Calgary played pretty good for the most part. Uh, I thought Markstrom played well, let in four, but I thought was a, a decent outing for him. He didn't cost them the game, which no. he had in many other instances, right? Or set them behind way too early. No, but you know what? The Flames, and this is where I got frustrated on Monday night. The Flames had a four to two lead in the third. Mm-hmm. Now, mindset I'm in is that we we wrote this season off Saturday nights. So as I'm watching and I'm just kind of watching it, like my I don't give a shit attitude on on Monday night. And then yep. they tie it up and I'm like, okay, please put us out of our misery. <laughs> I mean, that's right where I, that's where I was. And then Toffoli yep. scores with seven seconds to go. And so, I, I felt guilty. What? Because I should have been yeah, happy. So I was going to ask you, what was your thought when Toffoli scored that goal? I thought, oh, God, here we go. It, it, I, I was like, oh, let's drag the misery out. It, I, I, was being, I was being a shitty person. 
I was being a shitty wow. person. I was, I was, I was, I was. That, that's not my criteria for a shitty person, but um, I mean, good for you if, if you got the bar set that hot. No, I, my, my attitude <laughs> sucked. My attitude sucked that night. Like, I, I just wasn't in a good place with the team. Like, my attitude was, I, I was just, I was. I almost took it like, oh, well, great. Now we get yeah. two points now after it's freaking dead, right? Like, let's gather yeah. points now once we're screwed. And that's kind of, yeah. you know, maybe right not the right way to do it, but I, I was. I was being a, I was being You a, know, I don't, even, even at this point, even despite that game and the one that followed it, I, I don't have an issue with that type of thinking because the reality is they put themselves in a position where everything they do isn't in their hands anymore, right? They can do only so much to potentially make the playoffs, but they still have to rely on somebody like Winnipeg to falter. And quite honestly, for me, if it comes down to Winnipeg making it, that's going to be one of the teams I'll put my support behind because I think the Jets are a great hockey team. I um, secretly yeah. cheer for the Jets. God. Well, of course, I mean, geographically it makes sense, but I mean, they're a very passionate fan base. But I mean, I guess the point is, like, it still makes sense to be frustrated with the Flames because if they miss, it's their own goddamn fault. I mean, they have pissed away so many games so then, um, the difference now is they have they seem to have the goaltending they need, so maybe that's enough to make it happen. But they shouldn't be in this position. No. And then Monday night, I'm thinking, okay, well now they got to hop on a plane and fly from Dallas to Minnesota. That's that's yeah. that is not an, an easy flight. That, that's all. Never done it, but, but you know, knowing knowing where both those places are located, I can't imagine it's, it's an easy one. It's a long flight. You don't change time zones, so they have that going for them. They get yeah. to Minneapolis late. Jacob Markstrom goes back to back, which I thought was the right decision. Uh, and this, well, he's been hot, so this sure. game was another one where I watched it and I was like, I don't know how you felt during this game, Kyle, but I kind of felt like, well, what's going to happen now? I mean, nobody's scoring. We, but there was chances. Like there was chances. Oh, yeah, all kinds. All kinds. And Markstrom was the next morning. I was out that night. Uh, I was at a, at a trade show in oh. Scotia, but, um, I got, I watched it back the next day and, and it was, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't really know what to make of it either. It was I didn't really bad. Really back and forth. The pace for a good team that came off the back to back was um, the pace. Pace was quite good. Markstrom was good, making forty saves. Calgary had twenty six shots on Gustafson, who was really good again. That guy is just a flames killer. And yeah. then, and then, then, the, then they. I guess you'd say the shit happens, man. All of a sudden, we go to overtime, and Minnesota scores. Then I thought it was over. A lot of I know people. Like I know I know Flames fans <laughs> that that turned the TV off. The Flames official account, you know, said game over. Yeah, and like then Twitter. All of a sudden, and with good reason. The, the players had left the bench. A lot of them, like yeah. you know, it's. I I heard on the radio the next morning that Tyler Toffoli had said that some of the guys had their some had some of their equipment off already. Toffoli yeah. goes, "I'm not going to lie, I did have my jersey off." <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but they get back, and, the, and the, it gets overturned for an ice, or for not for ice, offsides. And yeah. Kyle, I, I think that was a good goal. Because if you look if you look at this league lacks so much consistency in this, there needs to be a rule change here. They're so inconsistent on, in this call. It's Two nights earlier, it's a goal. I think it was a Vancouver game. And I've seen like a handful of them this year. I think there's been five of them where it's been back and forth. One night they call it a goal and the next night they don't call it a goal. And it's like, I really don't even know what to think anymore. He clearly had possession of the puck. Now it wasn't on his stick when he crossed the line. Okay. But I didn't know that was one of the, I didn't know possession meant it had to be touching your blade. Well, that's 
it doesn't. I mean, if you've ever handled a puck, you don't, you know, push it down the ice. You stick handle, right? So <laughs> I just, like, I know. It's, I think it's well, goofy it as hell too. Have you read the uh, the uh, what's it called? The Down Goes Brown book about the history of the NHL. <laughs> I did. Yes. Oh, it's hilarious. Any any hockey fan who wants to know how stupid and ridiculous and can't get out of their own way this league is, read that book. And he, I mean, he could write an addendum to it. That's I just actually, as long as the original. I have it on my shelf right here. I, he could write yeah, another. Mine's right, mine's right behind me. You I'm going to read it again because I haven't read it in a few years. But I haven't read it for a, a long example. time. They don't even know the own fucking rules. They have no idea. Like it's. Well, we are better than the CFL, though. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm talking about real sports here, not Canadian football. <laughs> Come on, I actually like Canadian football's rules better than American football. I know, a lot of Americans tell me that, and Canadians I, oh, hate it, it's so backwards. If the NFL adopted the CFL, the rules, not the way they handle shit, like, <laughs> yeah. not the way their league handles shit, but the way the yeah. rules actually, the game is a hell of a lot more exciting. But, Damn it, I tried to make it funny. Freaking <laughs> talking CFL shit and we get cut out. Uh, so. I, you know, I don't think it was an accident. Um, no. But yeah, like that's 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 a game where Calgary actually got a break, like actually stole a game. I'm like, oh my god! Like even though I know that that was absolutely a goal from Minnesota, I'm like, I guess we're going to take it. You know, I don't think we've had a break since Dennis Wyman decked that referee <laughs> like six years ago. We haven't. That is <laughs> God. That- <laughs> Now that you say how, that, how have we done so many episodes together? We've never talked about that. The that is uh, the first time the Weidman effect was not in play. Like, yeah, we. Yeah, you're right. I never even thought of that just till you mentioned that. God. I can't. I mean, there's got to be another example, but I mean, I think about it, and I, like I really, I really don't know. I have no idea. I can't think of another one. I don't. <sighs> know. I don't know a Weidman effect it really does sound like a scientific theory like the name Weidman you know it's I, I think it was real I based on how that investigation everything went I I don't have much doubt that it was which might make me sound like a conspiracy theorist but, but I, how I long can it last since there's not Michael well, Backlund was the only happen. player left on the team since then. Well, it was 20 was it 2016 because they made the playoffs of Weidman in 15 I was there it was, it was 2016 was, I think it was 2016 so the Weidman effect has lasted seven years I yeah. said six I was pretty it's close. gone now and you know we get another break that game too this is funny because Ryan Hartman slashed the hell out of uh he got fined for that too. He got fined four thousand five hundred and ninety four big ones, which <laughs> the fining is is ridiculous. But it actually was good news. Like Twenty bucks to you or I. <laughs> I know that's actually good news because if you look at that, if he would have got suspended, he would not have scored the game winning goal last night for the Minnesota Wild beating the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> You can't make the shit up. You oh, cannot man. make this up. That's how ridiculous that is. Like, okay, all right. If the Flames luck is anything like mine, I was going to throw a real quick story in there. I played hockey on Monday night, and it's pickup. It's absolutely meaningless. I haven't played a meaningful game of hockey in ages, and I barely played any at all. But I took a wrist shot from the blue line, and it went up the shaft of somebody's stick, and I watched it fly through the air. It dropped it down, hit the crossbar on edge. So it was way louder than it should have been. Hit the crossbar on edge and fell into the net. And everybody just looks at me and like, oh, come on. Like, it was such a fluke. I could never do it again. <laughs> and it was ugly as all hell, but... But, Apparently, I have the same kind of luck as my team right now. But the Flames are starting to get those crazy ass breaks, so aren't they? 
like the uh, that offsides yeah. thing, and then like the Hartman doesn't get suspended, and he scores, and I I don't know, I don't and know. It was really it was that was very suspendable for sure. Absolutely suspendable. That was a stupid, stupid play, and instead they find him. You know, the for price sure. of and coffee it, to him. And didn't he get two penalties for it too? So we had four minutes, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, that, oh man, I, worked out for us. This has been the funnest recap I think we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> All thanks to the CFL and the Weidman effects. <laughs> Which I were legit. They, I can't believe they came up during the recap of a 0 0 game, but they did. First <laughs> shutout, too. Holy shit. Our first shutout. Yeah. Yeah. I was super jacked about that. Me and too. the first thing I did when I, when I saw it was like, I got to go and check his stats and see what that puts a save percentage out. Like, I wanted to finish the year at least 900, right? Oh, it's going to be tough, but he could. See, so so the Oilers don't have any yet. They don't. Well, big shocker. They got yeah, some good right? goalies there, don't they? <laughs> but but was there one other team that still doesn't? Does Montreal have any? I don't know. I, I you're you're more of a you're more of a shutout guy because I could see it in some of our conversations and tweets, and I could see it in some of your tweets about how you were just ugh, was eating you alive when we weren't getting a shutout. Well, I'll just have a few, man. Like, it's, you know, every other team's getting them. You have to have, it's like, oh, yeah, the goaltender played great that night. Like, we didn't get any of that until right now. I think Dan Valadar had a couple of good games, and Markstrom had a few very early in the year. But I don't know. I like donuts, man. You know it's hockey or literally, I like donuts. You know what the only thing that irritated me about this game? I can't even imagine. Why is Walker Dewar not in this game? You know, whenever I hear Walker Dewar, I think of Walker, Texas Ranger, but that's, that's nice. <laughs> He's from South Dakota. <laughs> oh, that's right, too, yeah. So, of course, you're upset, for one. No, I don't uh, care. I don't even like South Dakota. <laughs> I like North Dakota. North Dakota people don't like South Dakota. Well, that's not true, but. You so, guys like Sweden and Finland. No, um, we actually get a lot more. It's Minnesota, North Dakota, not so much. Gotcha. Um, I, I don't know. That was a dumb move. I mean, if, I mean, he. I don't know how you take him out of the lineup at all because he's, he's really been really, really good. It's like Jacob Pelche too. They both been those two guys have been fantastic. What did you think of the shootout? Uh, it was entertaining. It was really entertaining. It was. Uh, a lot of people talk about that Kadri shot, like wow, that was such a confident shot, which I always thought was kind of a funny thing to say. But you could see it. Like, it, there's a lot of merit in that. Like, you just ripped that puck. It's he like, did. yeah, there's no way. You, it kind of reminded me of Owen Nolan and Gon Hasek in the All Star game when he pointed. Yeah. Like, not quite that cocky, but it's like, as soon as. We have like, no way we shot, can be that cocky right now. <laughs> oh, God. No, no. Could you imagine no. somebody coming in? We're like five <laughs> teams out of the box. <laughs> oh, gosh. But you uh, know what? If somebody has the balls to do that on the team, it should be Tyler Toffoli because this guy's been money lately. Yeah, a lot of the Habs fans that I work with are, are still like, you know, they're stupid jokes. Like, oh, like, you know, Hab build you it again. It's like he, he was traded. He's no longer a Hab and hasn't been for some time. But anytime Habs he does something good, they want to try and lay claim to him, right? I, re- I really underrated him. I really, really underrated him. He's been oh, so clutch. Me while. and you, the the brilliant minds that we are, we came up with him as our biggest worry coming into the season, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we lost a few followers after that one. Little did we know <laughs> that we had yeah. a goalie that couldn't stop the puck for six months. Oh. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Now, I also, because Toffoli's been so good, I want to give a little shout-out to James Johnson for his hilarious uh, – Tyler Toffoli video that he has that he posts every time Toffoli scores. So, um, 
God, it's uh, I met James in Calgary last last May, and he's one of my favorite Flames fans. And I just I love that he did that. It was just fantastic. So hopefully he keeps using it because that means Toffoli will still be hot. That's right. That's what we definitely definitely need. Trade deadline came and went and busy up until the deadline. Uh, Forty one trades in the National Hockey League in the two weeks leading up to it. In the past ten years, the max was twenty. We doubled it. And yep. uh, deadline day was a little bit of a downer, but we there was nobody left to trade. Like I don't know what people expected to happen that day, but um, yeah, they're gonna the, the major networks are gonna have to change their approach to that because deadline day is less and less meaningful every year. They started on TSN in Canada at like nine a.m. Nobody wrong. gets traded till about noon. No. So they keep recapping the same old trades and they go to all the analysts and all the different Canadian cities and nobody has anything to say except for how their coffee tastes. Like it's just <laughs> the worst. I so, know. I still enjoy that day though. I do. I, I still enjoy that. I day. do too, but it was so much cooler when we were younger and it was like, yeah. you know, like, like even like, you know, um, the year that only opening, I traded to Calgary. It's like, wow. Like what a wicked deal. Like, you know, um, Weidman effect, Ole Jokinen, CFL. What in the hell is going on this show? Well, I drank a lot earlier this week, like I said, so I probably still have some booze in my system. But, oh, um, uh, it's, it's I, I still enjoy it too. Like you said, it's just I do. There's just I, not enough happening. It's so goddamn no, boring. I know. I, I I don't know what it. I don't know why I like it, but I do. I think it's just kind well, of my. I mean, day. It, it's fun when your team gets involved too. Like when yeah. the Flames actually did up making a well, couple of trades. Like last year, I mean, we made them prior to the deadline, but it still just made it kind of fun. I I don't know. We kind of both thought and were right on what we thought the Flames would do going into deadline. Some fringe help. We didn't think they would sell off. I mean, there really wasn't, according to everybody in the reports I've heard, the appetite was, the the offers were not huge. And you can't sell off if the offers aren't what you want, right? I think that's a smart move to not. Yeah, and I kind of indicated that I thought there was some possible good deals to be had based on what other players are getting for return, but nothing really materialized. I know uh, Elliot Friedman was talking about the Hurricanes looking at reacquiring Elias and Lindholm, and that was the Flames never seriously considered that, and nor should they no. um, at this point. No. I think they're going to move a few of these guys on expiring contracts uh, probably over the summer, maybe just to change things up. I think um, there'll be a few tweaking going on, and I think that has to happen, and I expect it to yeah. happen. But, but in I, terms of the players they added, um, Nick Ritchie is a – slightly better hockey player than his brother in my mind okay let's talk about that well first let's talk about the first trade let's see this will take us literally two seconds the first trade was with toronto we get dryden hunt for ratty redeem zahorna any yeah. thoughts on that trade i had no emotions on this one I, I i i i don't think this one's a factor for us i don't zahorna didn't do much to you know, move the needle. He was good with, with the Wranglers, but he didn't really move the needle in terms of no. getting much of a chance with the Flames. Um, Hunt has quite good defensive metrics. He's a better player than people realize. So he actually, I could see him taking over a spot from like Trevor Lewis next season, potentially. Not saying that'll happen, but I think Calgary gets a slight edge in this trade because Zahorna to me is a guy who's, he's got the size, but I don't think he'll ever truly use it, right? No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. And the second, so we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, the second trade happened a few minutes later, and that one was the Flames sending Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie to the Arizona Coyotes in return for Troy Stetcher and Nick Ritchie. Yeah, first time two so, brothers have ever been traded. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna. Of course, argue. Mackey Mackey gets a point in his first game with Arizona. 
I'm, um, I, I want Connor Mackey to go and have a great career. I suspect they will, much like Valimaki uh, is now. In, Valimaki is an number one defenseman in Arizona at this point, which is kind of wild. Um, d- terrible asset management, but, I mean, it wasn't going to happen in Calgary. It wasn't so going to happen. There are certain yeah. times you get players where it's just not going to happen. And you know what? Yeah. If if Sutter would have put Mackie back in and kept pushing with Mackie, the fan base would have been in an outrage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't so, and that, that's that's the flip side of, of that trade. I mean, Mackie deserved a fresh start somewhere else. I think we talked before that he was likely to get one. Um, Troy Stetcher is a lot better than people realize. I like Troy Stetcher. Yeah. I was actually excited. He, he was after a couple of years ago. Yeah, he like to me. Uh, not knowing the nature of Stone's injury, knowing he's out for a while. Like Stetcher is a much better defensive defenseman than Michael Stone is. There's and he no doubt about that. And he creates some offense too. He's a he's a good yeah. player. And you know yeah. what? You know what I liked about him the most? This gives us a twenty game audition to be able to yeah. sign him to a pretty reasonable contract for a defenseman has, that does well. He has eight assists now this year. Has one with the Flames. So I think he's got eight assists and there are no goals. I, I I like him though. Oh, I do too. I'm just saying, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think that his, you know, the contract is because even his defensemen, like they're everybody's rated at how many points they score, and he's had a not much of a year in that regard. But um, yeah, I think I think he's a good fit for the team, and he's somebody they probably should resign because they can probably keep him for a million bucks or so. Yeah, he's at one point two right now, and I, I wouldn't think it would be a whole lot more than that, if not maybe a million or million two. And we got a yep. defenseman that's fairly reliable and serviceable. He's kind of a pain in the ass to play against too, and I kinda like that. Of course you do. Who wouldn't? But I mean he's he's not um he's not particularly big, but he plays a little bit beyond his size and um yeah. He he actually thinking and I've mentioned Dave Slumko a few times. Um Stetcher kind of fits that mold of a guy who's like that's exactly you know, I'm thinking like, oh, who should we acquire for an extra D for a bit more depth for somebody who's a bit more capable? I never thought of Troy Stetcher, but when they acquired I'm like, Oh, of course, Troy Stetcher, so Yeah. So, yeah. Brett Ritchie for Nick Ritchie. We've seen Nick in two, three games now. He had a goal, yeah. of course, in his first shift, so that skews the whole metrics on him. Um, all in all, I know you're probably not going to agree with me on this, but I, I don't. I'm not impressed. Like I don't. I mean, I well, I know my expectations weren't high, and he's playing on a line he shouldn't be playing on. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I he's taking some stupid penalties. I don't think he's as fast as Brett. Some people might argue with that with me. I, I think he's got a bit more when it's been proven. He has more of a scoring touch than yes. Brett, but I don't, think that makes him, I don't think that makes him more valuable. Brett um, Ritchie is the only guy that I know has a scoring touch to score from behind the red line. Yeah, uh, He scored, scored more goals from behind the net this year than he did in front of the net. But I don't, I don't know. I, I think both of them are pretty much a wash. Yeah, there's really no. I, I would have been happy with Troy Stetcher and a pick coming back, because I st- I do think that there's guys in the AHL or guys in the roster now who are better. You know, Walker Dewar and Jacob Pelche neither one should come out of the lineup again. For example, he's a um, pending UFA. I don't think we bring him back. He's got, here's the difference that I here's what I don't understand. I know he we had to take him in this deal because I don't think we wanted him because Richie Brett's making seven fifty and Nick is making two point five. They're not making that much. Yes, they're not making oh that God. much. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no yeah. way 
we have there's a handful of guys that will make eight hundred thousand next year that'll do the exact same thing as Nick Ritchie. Yeah, and do it faster and better. Yeah, I, I with don't less know. penalties. I, yeah, with less penalties. And also, side note, uh, Brett's much better looking than his brother. I noticed. Like yeah. one, like like Nick's like losing his hair. He's got a bit more weight on him. Like, and I know that's completely irrelevant. When I he's saw him, younger, like, he's younger than Brett. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow. You know what? And here's another thing. Does he not, like his facial expressions and stuff, does he not look like the kid from Goonies? <laughs> oh, we got to be done with this segment at this point, don't we? <laughs> All right, let's yes, he does, he does. let's shift let's shift gears and talk playoffs. Okay, we thought we'd be talking playoffs for sure. Well, we're not, but you know what? There is a chance because when I uh, opened up the paper today, we don't do that anymore, do we? We pull up the internet, right? I miss the paper days. I do. We're four points back of the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. With now, one game remaining against said Jets, I'm not saying I did some I did some paperwork today to see if this is possible because everybody's telling me it's possible and I wrote this damn team off Saturday night so I have to I have to build it into my system to see if it's possible. And you know what after looking at the math Kyle <laughs> the glasses are <laughs> dramatic effect. It's possible. It's you possible. Don't even wear glasses do you? <laughs> no, but I'm old now. I need reading glasses. <laughs> okay. I need reading glasses, Kyle. Oh lord. God. So hear me out here. Here's our next four games. Home against Anaheim, home against Ottawa, in Arizona, and in Vegas. Yep. Here's Winnipeg's next four games. At Florida, at Tampa Bay, at Carolina, home to Boston. Yeah. Good luck. I feel like we can be tied with them after that. Oh, most certainly. I, I first of all, I'm disappointed that I have to root against the Senators on Saturday. Um, I like their Sunday rather because I, I like the Senators. So I love I. the makeup of their team, and I want to see them make the playoffs because I think with the team they have, they can make some noise. But unfortunately, I need them to lose to the Flames. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, here is some of the other um, metric. Listen to these. That? Listen to some of the other things I researched today, Kyle. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow you away here. Calgary has two back-to-backs. Winnipeg has three. Calgary has 10 games at home, seven on the road. Winnipeg has seven at home, 10 on the road. Interesting. Calgary plays five games against current playoff teams. Winnipeg plays eight against current playoff teams. We play 11 with non-playoff teams. They play eight with non-playoff teams. We meet each other once head-to-head. Is that Winnipeg or Calgary? Which one? The head-to-head game. Well, we we play Winnipeg one time. Yeah, but is it in Winnipeg or it in is, Calgary? It is in Winnipeg. Okay, that's what I thought. With four yeah. games to go for Calgary. Oh, man, that's going to be a big game. And I broke it out, and I just did some rough who I think would win each of these games. Now, obviously, I'm throwing <laughs> darts, right? 
And I've got so far. I've got that game determining who goes to the playoffs. Yeah. And we're basically writing off Nashville at this point, and I don't think that's insignificant to mention only no. because they aren't that far out. They're two, but they did sell. They're, they're two points back of Calgary. Yeah, but and they've they been got winning. Home, um, got rid of Grandland. But he, so I, what's that? Listen to this though, Kyle. They're four. They have four games in hand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're they two back with four games in hand. So I pray every night I watch. Here's the teams I'm following. I, I still, my gut tells me that Nash or that Seattle's going to eat a pile of shit. I'm probably wrong wow. there, but I'm watching them to lose every night. I'm watching Winnipeg. I'm not done watching Edmonton because I don't trust their damn goalies at all. I don't trust their defense more than their goalies, but yeah. And I'm watching Nashville too. Those are the teams I'm watching. Hmm. So I just had a funny thought, and I don't know where it came from, but I was thinking of Nashville. Can you imagine a team with UC Saros and Dustin Wolf as your tandem, the shortest tandem probably in hockey history, and then hire Darren Pang as the goalie coach? How hilarious would that be? Oh, my God. I'm glad this is almost over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. So Markstrom, right? His last yeah. four starts, he's two and two. A not short goaltender, for the record. No, but he's got a two point two one goals against average and a point nine three six save percentage. Wild. Oh. To Foley, game winner the other night, shootout winner. These two guys are driving this team. If we get to the playoffs, these two are driving the bus. To Foley's yeah. going to have a career year. Kyle, this is a long shot. As a matter of fact, the athletic. Do you read? Do you read the athletic? Sure do. They've got Calgary at a thirty-nine percent chance of making the playoffs, and they got a Winnipeg at a fifty-three percent chance. They yeah, also they also have it coming down to that last game. They have them projected points one different. Wow! What uh, what day of the week is that game on? Do you know? Oh, jeez! Let me pull up the. Uh, that could be very important for those of us that live on the East Coast. <laughs> like, you're planning your bedtime on March here? Oh, I'm planning the day after. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, dang it. oh, man. So, also should mention uh, Jonathan Huberto with an unbelievable pass, not to Foley Gold the other night. Also, very noteworthy. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of Jacob Pelche, former captain here in our junior hockey team. Um, Pelche and Huberto have a real bromance as two Quebec-born NHL players uh, with a fairly good age difference between them. So I'd seen that it was Jacob Pelche's birthday, and, and Huberto tweeted them, happy birthday, son. So we get to watch that relationship flourish. flourish. It's, uh, it's been quite fun. I'm not going to – I think Pelche has been good, but I am going to bring up something. We're going to save it for next week because we don't have time. Then I just want to see your reaction. But you know what? What he's doing on the bench, his – that enthusiasm. his enthusiasm and how he is with Huberto, it's good. It, that's a good thing. It's a it's, real, it's it, a real good thing. You know, for all those people that decry Daryl Sutter and how serious he is, and you know Alan Walsh's bullshit about you know lack of fun. I do think there is some truth to that in Daryl Sutter coach teams, and that's why I think guys like Pelche do a really good job balancing that out. Yeah, and, um, and his metrics as a player have been excellent as a rookie. Like he's not scoring a lot yet, but he's looked really, really good. That Winnipeg game is on a Wednesday night, so we will have to do the show on Thursday that week. 
And it that is could be at, such a depressing show or such a fun could show. Could be such a great show. Um, five thirty p.m. Mountain Time. Ooh, I can watch that no problem. Perfect. Oh, I saw an interesting. Before we go to the, the game previews here, which we got to hit the fast forward button here. Um, I saw a tweet the other night that I thought was pretty good. It was from Jeremy Stanford, and he wrote. The Flames team has performed drastically beneath the sum of its parts. Brad's job is to assemble the parts. Daryl's job is to create the sum. Hmm. Interesting. Trey Living's getting all the heat. Daryl is now too, but I don't know. He's right. He's right. The GM gives you the tools. It's your job to figure out how those tools go together and win. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. I, I like it's it's hard to do a proper post mortem on a team until the, the season's over. Oh, obviously, we can't because we got hope, dude. We just went through it. We're gonna catch the Jets. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully, it starts tonight. Hopefully. You know what starts tonight? Because the Jets play in Florida tonight. I believe. No, oh dang it! Is that tonight? I think <laughs> the Jets play tonight. Let's pull it up here. Slash Thur- is nowhere in sight. Thursday tonight, and the Jets don't play tonight. Everybody else does that we need to catch. We need the Kraken to lose. Yep. All right. Let's uh, hit the fast forward button. We're going to recap. Not recap. Preview. We get a preview. What's coming up this weekend? All right, Cal. Three games to preview. We get it going Friday night, Anaheim in Calgary, <laughs> Anaheim seventh in the Pacific. They have a 90, minus 99 goals for, goals against. Oof. It's not I good. still hate the Ducks. I do too. That is funny because I love them when Paul Correa played for them, and then after Corey Perry, it ruined them for me, But and all those you know playoff battles. But uh, that should be a very, well, that is a very, very winnable game. Very winnable, but very freaking scary too. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that one goes. I I, I don't know. Well, that, that that'll be an interesting one. That's almost a must win. Second of four meetings between the two teams. Uh, they play two more times. One more time in Anaheim. One more time in Calgary. Calgary did win the first one around Christmas time, three to two. Sunday, Ottawa comes to town. We both kind of secretly cheer for Ottawa. I know. I don't know. That's why. a dangerous game. That's a really really dangerous game. Ottawa is extremely skilled. So. They've got points in seven of their last ten, but they're coming off a loss where their Kachuk lost his mind the other night. Uh, they're yep. fighting for a playoff spot. They're five points out of a wild card spot. They're kind of in the same spot Calgary's in, to be honest with you. Yep, very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Then uh, Tuesday, Calgary heads to, on the road for, I believe, a, just a couple-game road trip was they head to Arizona and Vegas. The Arizona game is Tuesday night. Arizona's seventh in the Central. They're playing 500 hockey lately, so they haven't been too bad. Third and final meeting, the Flames won 3-2 to two in December in Calgary. And the game, they had to come from behind, but they won 6-3 to three in Arizona in yep. February. I don't know how many. We, do we need five of the six points here? Absolutely. And also be mindful of Arizona. I suspect that Valimaki, especially into a lesser extent, Connor Mackey will be looking to have big games. So not that they're necessarily needle movers on any given night, but I mean, they're, they're going to be motivated for sure. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't think 
we're in no position at all to be overlooking anybody. No, and it starts with the Ducks tomorrow, right? And think about like, you know, six points with Anaheim. You got to get all six points. You just, there's no way you can't. And uh, we've seen it, you know, we saw it with Ottawa, a desperate team fighting for playoff spot, and they completely face plant against Chicago. Like, it's hard to, to, to overstate how important those games are, especially against lesser teams. Kyle, I'm going to push this whole thing a little further. We I've never get, seen you wear your glasses this much in a podcast. I, I have had to read this much. We got to play San Jose two more times. We've got to play Vancouver two more times. We get Chicago one more time. We get Nashville one more time. I like the schedule, Kyle. I like it. Yeah, but those teams are going to want to play spoiler too, and all those teams get hot in the, in the you know the last quarter of the season. You know, getting wow. ready for next year, whatever they're doing. So, and I'm not an idiot. If I look at the schedule and the scores from the previous part of the season, we lose to all yeah. those teams. So. I don't well, know. The big thing, the next thing to me as well is how is Dan Vladar going to play in his next start? Because I wonder if now that Markstrom has brought his game up, is Vladar kind of doing the same thing? I don't know. Okay. If, I, I almost you just play Markstrom all the way through. <laughs> well, the results are there right now. So I mean, if he if he stumbles once, you put in Vladar, and who knows? You know what? The funny thing is, and this is so frequent with a backup goalie, and I, I still love Dan Vladar, and I still think he's a great goalie. But you know he what? Is, yeah. Sometimes if Markstrom's going, Vladar will be right there when he gets his start. The keys got handed to him. He, he bobbled a little bit. Yeah. Riddick did it. You can name 100 goalies that have done that, especially on their first time they're handed the keys. I'm not writing off Dan Vladar at all. And quite honestly, I, if he had to come in in that back-to-back we have coming up here, uh, the 2021st, we have a back-to-back L.A. Anaheim. Excuse me, that's... That's this month, yeah. That's our next back to back. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not. I'm not going to be upset. I think Dan Vladar will do just fine. But I don't know. I'm just hoping that the hockey gods have kind of switched in our direction a little bit. Well, they have. Whether or not it's going to be enough is, we'll see. But at the very least, the people are going to they can moan about it all they want. If the Flames end up missing the playoffs, I don't believe they're ever positioned to be a lottery team because they just they're just not that bad and. One of the biggest knocks against the team is they're always middle of the pack. They're always going for it. They're always carrying, you know, expensive, talented players. Whatever. Is that what we're supposed to do? Uh, to a point, player development, proper rebuilds, those things are important, and the Flames don't do a good job of that or haven't ever really chosen to. The last time they should have done one, they got nothing for the players. They traded Jay Bowmeister, Drum McGill, all that kind of thing. But the thing, the point is people that want them to tank, obviously realistic they would tank. I have a bit of a problem with that yeah. because team, you still should want them to be successful as I much agree. as be nice to have a guy like Connor. Fair. I agree with you, Kyle. I mean, the team is playing meaningful hockey and they don't deserve to be at all. So you take that as a win in itself. You enjoy the next at least week, assuming that goes well, then you go into the next week you take it a day at a time, right? Yep. So. This is a game at a time thing. Hey, we just, we need to get points. We need to watch Winnipeg, not get points. And let the cards fall where they may, but right now I'm just, I don't know. Hey, it matters. It matters, and that's fun because it gives us stuff to talk about, right? That's, that's right. That's right, Kyle. That's not as depressing as the last few shows we had to do. <sighs> we, had, we had a couple tough ones there, didn't we? Yeah. It was, been a, it, was, it was a very disappointing stretch for the Flames, and reality was setting in, and Kyle, I didn't think we'd be talking hockey into the playoffs, and, and I don't know that we are now either. But at least we got a shot, right? 
yeah, you know, say day at a time, enjoy it. You know how long it's going to last. Just like life in general. Just enjoy it while you can. <laughs> Kyle and I are back next week, hopefully in a good mood and hopefully still talking playoffs for the Flames. We'll see how it co- goes one game at a time. Two points matter every single night. Have a good week, Flames fans. Adios, guys. Connected Flames Unfiltered can be found on Twitter at Flame Unfiltered. Check out the Facebook page at Flames Unfiltered. Host Brad Brood is on Twitter at Brad Brood. And host Kyle Lewis is on Twitter at Van Lewis14. Like what you hear? Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Flames Unfiltered can be found on all the major podcast players. Want to watch the show? You got it. Check out Inside Edge Hockey Media Group for every show. Subscribe while you watch. Thanks for listening, watching, and interacting. Enjoy the hockey action. Thanks for tuning in to Flames Unfiltered. Check back for more action-packed Calgary Flames talk. This episode of Flames Unfiltered was copyrighted and produced by Inside Edge Hockey Media Group. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.